Welcome to another episode of the CHL Top 10 Show. My name is Scott Van Coonan, and this week I talked to a pair of WHL stars that have their sights set on extended playoff runs. From the ninth-ranked Moose Jaw Warriors, Matt Savoy, and from the eighth-ranked Everett Silvertips, Ben Hemmerling. Matt Savoy, after spending three years with the ice, starting this year in the AHL and NHL, followed by a dozen games with the Wild, is settling in with a Warriors team that has Memorial Cup aspirations. We find out what it's like joining a team that he helped knock out of the playoffs the last two seasons, what he brings to an already stacked Warriors lineup, what it meant to make his NHL debut, and what it's like playing against his former teammate, Connor Geeky. Here's Matt Savoy. My first guest today is from one of the hottest teams in the CHL right now. He's a Buffalo Sabres prospect from the ninth-ranked team in the CHL, the Moose Jaw Warriors. It's Matt Savoy. Matt, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. It it feels wrong to say Matt Savoy and Moose Jaw Warriors still. I'm trying to I've been trying to wrap my head around it for a while now, but it just doesn't feel right. What about you? Yeah, I think uh it's uh it's getting more and more uh comfortable every day, I think. It's it's been a good time here so far. I'm having a lot of fun and um we've been we've been playing pretty well, so it's been it's been good. Now, you yourself, you're a little bit banged up right now, missed the last two games. When can we expect you back in the lineup? Oh, yeah, just out uh, day-to-day right now with um, a little maintenance. So, um, you know, it could be back as as soon as um, tomorrow or, or the next game. So, um, real soon here. That's good. Obviously, uh, the the goal is a deep and long playoff run, so no need to to rush things right now, right? Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's really important. And in a season like this is making sure the body's healthy and, and ready to go come come the most important time of year and um, in the end of the season. Well, I talked to um, one of your former World Junior teammates uh, last week in Fraser Minton, and uh, I asked him about being a bit of a, a nomad this season because he had you know, been around much, much like yourself. You're on team number five this year, obviously. You know, you got to play your game in the NHL, and we'll talk about that later. And and had uh, a half dozen games with Rochester. Then you're with Wenatchee, Team Canada, and now in Moose Jaw. What what is the biggest challenge for you know for people like for fans? They're watching. They just see it go out and play every night. But but for the player, what's the biggest challenge in moving around like that? Yeah, I think it. Uh... You know, it can be difficult, um, you know, not getting comfortable in one spot or, um, you know, getting into the routine of things at, at the beginning of the season. But, um, you know, I haven't found it uh, too difficult. I think I've been really fortunate going to really good groups with all the teams I've been playing with and being able to, you know, get the chance to learn a lot from um, guys I've played with on every single team and, and all the coaching staff. So uh, I think it's it's been really, really helpful for my development, getting to play with a lot of different players and um, just pick up on little things that that different guys do at the next level, and um, and apply them to to here in junior, and um, and it's been a good it's been a good season so far, and, and I'm looking forward to continuing it. How how different are some of the the systems and and coaches, and and when you do try to pick up some things from from teammates, um, how do you incorporate them when well say now with Mucha. Yeah, I think it's just uh, finding things that work for you in your game and things that can help you um, not only make yourself better, but make your teammates better around you. I think that's uh, that's a big part of having a winning culture is pushing everyone to be the best player they can be and um, and everyone being on the same page, I think. Uh, the last couple of years in, in Winnipeg, we've done a good job of that in the Western League, and um, and I think Musha is doing a really good job of that this year, and, and I'm happy to to be here and be a part of it. Was it, was it easier making the move to Moose Jaw after having to move from Winnipeg to Wenatchee this season and, and go through those adjustments with, with billet families and, and all the like there? Yeah, I think, um, you know, my billet family here in, in Moose Jaw has made it really easy to, to make the transition and, and just feel, feel at home. I think they've done a really good job just welcoming me and, um, make me feel like I'm a part of the family. So it's been really good. And that's kind of just how it's been everywhere, honestly. And in Wenatchee, I had new billets and, and they were really good as well. And then um, was kind of on my own in Rochester and Buffalo, which was which was a new experience. And it was a good one as well, getting to spend some more time with teammates and um, get to a little bit more freedom, I guess. So um, no, they've all been good experiences, had good billets and uh, pretty, pretty seamless transitions everywhere, everywhere I've gone so far. 
how much uh, cooking or how much ordering was going on in Rochester and Buffalo? Um, yeah, not a whole lot of cooking, but uh, quite a bit of ordering. I mean, in in Buffalo, we had uh, a really good setup at the rink with just meals all the time, and um, they took care of you pretty well. And even in Rochester, we got breakfast at the rink every morning, pregame pregame meals most days. So, um, yeah, I think they they took care of us pretty well, but uh, definitely did my fair share of ordering ordering dinner. When you got acquired, like Moostraw played paid quite a bit for you, you know, seven seven picks, including two first. How do you avoid putting too much pressure on yourself to perform right away? I think it was just trying to be myself as soon as I came in here. Um, you know, I think I, I have a lot of experience in the league and um, and and know what kind of the the grind of it, what it, what it entails. So um, just bringing my experience in and, and being confident in being confident in you know what I can do on the ice and how I can contribute to uh, to a winning team. I think that was the biggest thing. Make it a lot easier with with a bunch of guys that you spent uh, World Junior Camp with out there. Yeah, I think that was another big thing was um, you know having um, three guys and even more. I I was at uh, Buffalo Camp with with Calvert um, not this past year but the year before, so got to know him a little bit there. And then uh, like you said, those three guys at uh, at World Junior spent pretty much every day with them there and. Um, built some, you know, really good relationships with those guys and some really tight friendships. So, um, yeah, they definitely made the transition really easy to, to come into this dressing room and just be myself and uh, feel at home. How has your role changed from, from Wenatchee where, you know, you were the go-to guy there, even if it was for just under a dozen games, but to coming to Moose Jaw where you don't have to be the guy every night, especially with, like we said, you know, Fergus and Jaeger, um, Calver, even Matejchuk, you know, the list goes on and on with the depth. Yeah, I think I've been able to kind of experience that in Winnipeg the last couple of years with, um, you know, how deep of a team we had and and how many, um, you know, high end players we had. But, uh, you, know, you know, I think it's it's a really positive thing having, um, you know, lots of high end guys that can can contribute on different nights and um, and help push the bus in the right direction. I think. You know, in particular, those guys you listed um, are all are all play drivers. Um, you know, all help their line mates be better, and um, and I think they have a really big impact on the game. Just you know what they're doing, uh, how they're preparing. I think it goes a long way in the dressing room and and on the ice as well. So, how do you ease yourself into that that stack lineup, and and how much does it help? Like you said, with being on the other side of it in Winnipeg the last couple of years, where you you guys are the ones bringing them in, but now you're the you know the hired gun coming in. Yeah, I think, um, you know, seeing it firsthand in the last couple of years, bringing, um, you know, big pieces into Winnipeg, um, just seeing how they how they took it and ran with it and kind of how they acted in the in the situation. I think, you know, a couple of names, Jack Finley, Zach Estapchuk, uh, guys I got really close with in the last couple of years. I think just being similar to that and being a guy that can, you know, come in and try and help contribute and, and do everything I can to help the team win. But um, you know, not not trying to come in and and rewrite the script and you know change too much in the dressing room. I think what they had before I got here was was working well, and um, and I'm just you know in addition to to help us have some success. This might be more of a a question for for Coach O'Leary, but how is there enough ice time for everybody? Um, yeah, I think uh, you know, I think it comes down to you know being disciplined and um you know, having, having the discipline to get off and, uh, have, have other guys have opportunity on the ice. I think that's, that's, that's the good thing about having such a good team and having so many, you know, good players and, and good lines that can contribute is, um, you know, you don't have to lengthen out your shifts. You don't have to, you know, be double shift in the whole game. You can, you can, um, you know, maintain some energy and, um, you know, go all out every single shift and not have to, you know, reserve energy for the end in case you have to, you know, double shift in the last, period or whatever you can you know be confident in in every shift and um and go just play your game with with no uh with no restraints does it also make it easier knowing that everybody's rowing in the same direction and you all have memorial cup aspirations and so you don't you don't need to play 20 minutes or 25 minutes a night now because you want to be playing into the end of may yeah exactly i think that's that's so important having a, a common goal and um and having a group like we do that's so motivated to to having that success and finding that and um i think it's it's really fun to be a part of and and to work towards with with this group for sure 
what was Coach O'Leary's message to you when you arrived? Like, what, what did he kind of lay out his expe- expectations for you, where you were going to slot in the lineup and, and that kind of stuff? I think, um, you know, one of his biggest messages to me was just, you know, be yourself. We, um, you know, we brought you in for a reason. And, um, and I think it's it was just mostly excitement for me. And I'm, I'm really excited to come to to a team that has a really good chance to to do something special here in the playoffs. And um, and yeah, was, that's kind of what my message was to him was just how excited I was. And um, and and it's uh, it's been good so far. And I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the journey here. Well, you didn't waste any time endearing yourself to the Moose, Moose Draw faithful, you know, getting uh, two goals, three assists, first star honors in your first game. Uh, you know, how good did it feel to have that kind of a performance with your in your first game at, at home? Yeah, that was, um, you know, that was nice for sure to to come in and um, after, you know, a week of not skating and uh, coming to a new team, you definitely want to have a, a good debut and, and uh, a big first night. And uh, it was nice to have that. I think my line mates were made it really easy on me, um, you know, looking for me uh, to get the puck and uh, finding me in some pretty good spots. And and it was a lot of fun. I think, you know, we were really clicking that night um, on the power play and, and on five and five. So, um, no, I, it was really fun to slot in that night and uh, have a night like that and, and get the win. So, um, you know, looking, looking forward to, for more of that to come. You were number 26 that night. Were there any thoughts on, on keeping that after that game? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of guys gave me a bit of a hard time in the dressing room saying I should just run with that number instead. But uh, no, it's uh, it, it was all good. I think uh, didn't mind wearing twenty six at all. I mean, I was pretty comfortable with it after wearing it for a month in Sweden. So um, no, it was all good. Was there was there anybody on the team that kind of surprised you with how they are? You know, either on the ice as a teammate or or in the dressing room that uh, you you weren't kind of expecting after having played against them for so long. Um, I think, you know, the group they have in the dressing room is, is so good and, um, and how they all compete on the ice and, and push each other. I think, you know, just as a whole, the group was, you know, so that was, you know, one of the biggest surprises to me was going to such a competitive group that, uh, you know, all had a common goal to, to, you know, go out and win something and, and achieve it together. And I thought that was pretty special. Now you can be honest here. What was it like the first time walking into that dressing room? knowing that you had knocked those guys out the last two years in a row of the playoffs. I don't think there was, uh, you know, too much bad blood. I think it was, it was just mostly excitement on, um, you know, the present and, um, and what we're doing this year and where we're, where we're trying to go. And, um, you know, I, I was, I was excited to walk into the dressing room. I think, you know, I had a big smile on my face, lots of guys, you know, coming up and, and introduce themselves. So I felt really welcome um, right from day one. And I think that was, that was a big part of, uh, feeling comfortable as well. What what kinds of things did did the did the rest of the group do with not only you but the other pieces that were brought in with like uh, as well as you at the trade deadline to help make you feel part of the team and and you know get to know each other a little bit better? Yeah, I, I don't know if there's you know a specific thing. I think you know this group just does it so effortlessly. Um, you know whether that's just hanging out or um, going for lunch away from the rink and um, you know playing playing video games, whatever it is. I think. This group's always, you know, doing stuff together and um, and being interactive. So I think that's a really positive thing and, and an easy group to to join and, and be a part of. And you obviously know firsthand how important it is to be close with the group, having gone to the, the conference final two years ago and then the final last year. Just, you know, maybe put it into words how important it is when you want to have those deep, long playoff runs to be close with the guy that you're going to battle with every night. Yeah, I think, you know, every every good um successful playoff team has uh has that. Um they have that camaraderie in the locker room where uh you're playing for the guy next to you and um and it's pretty special once once you get down the stretch and and into the really meaningful games, I think. Um, you know, it's 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 really emotional and, and intense and um there's a lot of energy and excitement in those games, but uh it's fun. It's it's the most exciting time is the playoffs and um and we're just building towards that and uh, I think we're on we're on the right track here. What can you take away from those two? Obviously, they would have been tough losses for you in the last two playoff runs. Um, what can you take away from those and bring into the Moose Jaw room and, and help this roster? I think, um, you know, like I was touching on earlier, just a little bit of uh, experience, um, you know, knowing what it takes to, to have success in the playoffs and, um, you know, knowing what it takes uh, to, you know, 
come so close and 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 not get it done i think the the margin of error in, in the playoffs is so slim and um and it comes down to you know such such small bounces so um you know, i think just just experience and um and uh and a little bit of leadership i think that's that's what i can bring with with having going to pretty deep in the playoffs the last couple of years and um and looking looking to redeem it this year for sure I heard recently in an interview, and I can't remember, it was an NHL coach that said it, but he said it's important to deal with some adversity before you're able to win. Do you feel like you've dealt with enough adversity adversity over the last couple of years now to be able to go out and win this year? Yeah, I think, you know, that's uh, that's the beauty of the game. Um, you know, there's there's adversity uh, within every game, I think, you know, it's, it's tough to win. It's tough to, you know, be that, that final team at the end. That's, that's standing as, as the champions. But, um, you know, I think that's, that's what makes it, makes it, makes it so exciting to compete every single game and, um, and go out there and put your best foot forward. I think only special groups have, have what it takes to, to win it all. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that can be us this year. And and I think we, we have that special group. Well, you had a had a really good group in Winnipeg that that obviously moved to Wenatchee. You get to still go out there for for a game against them uh, at the early early March. How do you anticipate that one going for you? Like the you know just the emotions because there's still a lot of familiar faces over there. Yeah, I think it'll it'll definitely be a bit of a weird game with just how long I played for that organization and uh, you know, the relationships I have with, with lots of guys on those, on that team. And, um, you know, even when, when I got traded and I went down to, you know, grab all my stuff and, and drive to Musha, I had lunch with a few guys and, um, you know, it's tough, tough switching teams, um, after being with guys for, for three or four years. So, um, you know, it'll def- definitely be a lot, uh, a lot different, um, playing against that team, but, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be no friends on the ice. That's for sure. And and how nice was it? I asked I asked Fraser the, the same question, but opposite because he spent his entire career in the in the Western Conference, and now he's playing in the Eastern Conference. You got to go out and 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 do the opposite. How nice was it? You know, even if it was for eleven games, but just to play some different guys and different teams uh, that you don't normally get to play against. Yeah, I thought that was a cool experience. Um, just getting to play in different arenas, get different teams. Um, I hadn't uh, been to the U.S. before. Um, playing there this year except for uh, obviously in the finals against Seattle last year so getting to see all those new ranks and, and play in front of new fan bases I thought it was it was really cool and, and even the players I hadn't played against some of those players since you know Bantam and uh, and U18 so I was definitely cool to play against those teams in, in the U.S. division and in the BC Divi. And and for you, obviously, earlier this year, you got to make your NHL debut. What was that moment like for you? Not only you, but your family as well. Yeah, it was it was special. Um, you know, it was obviously really cool to to get out there for my my solo lap and um and get to experience that. And I think the coolest part was was having my parents there and getting to spend it with them and see how happy they were and and proud of me. And um, it was just a really exciting night and um and and a really cool one. And and then when uh, when you got sent back, the news that you were going to send back, what did Buffalo ask you to focus on this season? Um, just continuing my pace of play. Uh, they they felt that I was I was in a good spot with you know how I was developing and um and how I was coming back from my injury. But um, you know, obviously there's there's some things I can work on in in my two hundred foot game, my all around game, um, holding on to the puck more. So um, I think there's you know lots of details that I can work on in my game. But um, you know, continuing to to play at a high pace and use my speed, I think was was one of the biggest things. And. And how surprised or maybe not surprised are you with how well Zach Benson, your your former ice teammate, is is doing in Buffalo this year? You know, he's kind of a give him an inch and he'll take a mile kind of player. Yeah, hundred um, percent. No, I'm super happy for him and and the success he's having. I think it's it's pretty special to come in at 18 and um, and crack the roster, not as you know one of the first first few picks in the draft. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's really cool what he's, what he's been able to do this year and, um, the experience he's, he's able to get learning from those guys. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been really fun to, to watch him. How often do you guys keep in touch? Um, we talk, you know, just check in with each other, um, you know, every couple of weeks, just see how each other are doing. Um, how each other are playing i usually watch some of the games and um check in with them and i think you know he was watching some of uh the world junior games so um no it was good it was it was good while we were down there too we were 
pretty much two of the only guys in the hotel. So um, we were going for, for dinner quite a bit and it just right there in the hotel, but no, it was good. Can, can you believe that, that you're 20 already? Like where, where's your WHL time gone? Yeah, no kidding. Um, I feel like uh, I've been in the league for, for a while now and um, I've seen quite a bit. So um, yeah, it definitely didn't feel like too long ago when I was coming in at um, 15 and, and wearing a cage and um, was still, you know, really new to things. So it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's gone by quick, but, uh, but it's been a blast. How have you changed as a player or, or even as a person since that, you know, that 1920 season when you got to play those 20 games in Winnipeg? Yeah, I think, you know, I've matured a ton, um, you know, just with the experiences that I've, that I've had since then being, being drafted, being um, able to spend some time developing in Buffalo. Um, I think, you know, it was, it was such a long time ago that, um, you know, you don't even really, really remember what it was like. It was, I mean, it was before COVID can't even, can't even really wrap my head around how long ago that was, but uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it's uh, it's definitely been a, a fun ride, and um, I'm excited for the rest of this year for sure. Now that you're the the wily vet on the team, and uh, like what what kinds of things do you say to those those young guys that are coming in and just getting their toes wet in the league? Um, not not too much. I mean, um, you know, I think they've uh, they got a good group of of young guys here that that really work and and really want to get better and and show up to the rink with that that attitude every day so uh, i mean as an older guy um you know you you, you kind of want to give them a little bit of a hard time and, and cuz that's how it was for you when you were a younger guy but no it's all in all in good fun and, and good jokes and i think that's you know another big part of having a good locker room is being able to joke around with guys and and have fun, have fun with guys and um you know older or younger i think either or i think being able to joke around and have some fun and, and have a light locker room is 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 always a good thing and um and it's it's been good here yeah i always say you know it's fine when everybody's joking around with each other it's when they're not joking around with you that you got to be worried yeah exactly well uh brothers in his second season in in bakersfield how's his season going how how uh how much do you guys keep going back and forth i know you you talk frequently yeah um we talk i uh, pretty much every day i think uh whether it's on the phone or we're just shooting a text across but um no i think he's uh he's been having having a good year uh as of recently he's he was injured at the start of the year which was tough but um you know he's been he's been playing a lot better i've been watching a few of his games and uh he's been he's been scoring a little bit getting getting some assists so um you know he's been he's been playing well it's it's fun to watch him for sure you guys excited to at the opportunity to to play against each other sooner than later? Yeah, I think the the only time we've ever played together was uh um Bantam when I was uh I would have been twelve and he would have been fourteen, so um about eight years ago now. So it's been a while since we've uh hit the ice sheet together competitively. So it'll be uh it'll be fun if once that happens or if that happens, it'll be uh it'll be pretty cool. You guys have 16 games left in this in the season. You know you're third in the East, so you've got home ice pretty much locked up at this point. Uh, two more games this weekend. You've got Calgary, and then you're going to face your old buddy Geeky in, in Swift Current. I know you've already played him twice, but you know how uh, what what were those games like? What how much jarring is there between you guys out on the ice? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, you know, it's definitely uh, different playing against him after playing with him. Uh, for the last four years but um no it's it's uh it's always you know you always get a laugh playing against a guy like that who's who's uh such a character off the ice and you know that so um no, it was good playing against him it was really fun and i think we uh we both enjoyed it out there and and as for the the warriors what are you guys looking to kind of fine tune as you as you head into this stretch run here yeah i think we've, we've been playing pretty good lately i think just um you know those those little details in our own zone that uh, they give up a couple chances a game. I think we can clean up on. I think that's what we've really been dialing in in practice, and um, and I think that's just something that can can help take take our defensive game to the next level. Have you uh, have you picked up your your Fergus Circus T-shirt yet? No, I still have to. I sit by him in the room though. He should he should be giving me one honestly, but you know, I'll have to go pick one up. How, how, what can you say about the season that he's been having? He's, uh, 
so gifted offensively. I mean, you can just see in practice um, when he gets a chance, it's, it's usually in the back of the net or um, when he, even when you don't see a passing lane, he's finding it. So uh, he's just so gifted offensively that, that it's so fun to watch. And, um, and he's definitely been producing at that rate as well. It just seems like you guys are, are just starting to, to find your level with all the additions and everything. And you guys are just, you know, you're about to peak at the right time. It feels like. Yeah. I think that's, that's another important thing going into playoffs. You want to be uh, at your best. And um, I think that's, uh, that's where we, we want to be. Awesome, Matt. Thank you very much for this. Good luck of the rest of the season and hopefully a, a long playoff run that ends in uh, Saginaw for you guys. All righty. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. After an injury cut Ben Hemmerling's season short last year, the Vegas prospect has taken a step forward this year as co-captain of the Everett Silvertips, already surpassing last year's numbers in fewer games. We'll find out how to put an ugly loss behind you, how he's continued to grow as a player, what it's like being co-captain with longtime teammate Austin Roost, and how it felt to finally get a chance to play in his hometown in this his fourth WHL season. Here's Ben Hemmerling. My next guest is from the eighth-ranked team in the CHL Top 10 rankings. He's a Vegas Golden Knights prospect from the Everett Silvertips. It's Ben Hemmerling. Ben, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well, yeah. Now, obviously, uh, earlier this week, you guys had a, a t I don't know how you want to describe it, a tough, an ugly, uh, either, however you want to chalk it up. It was a bad loss against Portland on Tuesday. Um, you know, we won't even go into what the score was. You guys gave up three shorties in that yeah. one, too. What kind, of, what kind of happened in that game? You know, it's, it's just kind of one of those games. Um, we, I mean, we haven't had one, uh, I don't think, all year, so... Um... It was just kind of one of those games where the pucks weren't going our way, a couple bad breaks, and we, I thought I thought we battled pretty hard. Not looking at the score, but uh, I mean, like shots were pretty even. Uh, you know, I thought we I thought we did it well, all considered. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of one of those games. Obviously, you never like to lose to a rival, especially one that you're you're chasing for top spot in your division with. Um, but are those those real stinkers like that? Are they a little bit easier to just kind of write off and not dwell on because they were just, you know, just a, a bad outing? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously we, we don't want to go in there and, and lose to a team like that in such a big game too. Um, you know, but all you can really do for, from that now is just, is just learn from it and, uh, you know, have a short short memory and uh i mean we got another game friday saturday sunday here coming up so uh yeah just a short memory learn from it but don't don't dwell on it and uh just be, be ready to go for friday so how do you learn from a game like that and not dwell on it i think it's just uh as soon as you kind of leave that rink uh get on the bus and go home it's it's a short reflection after the game and then you know, a little maybe some video the next day of of where we could have been better and and where things really went wrong, and then after that, just kind of put it behind you and then focus on the next one. It's one good thing about the the WHL here is uh, you know three, four, five games a week, so um, you're always ready for that next one. And like you said, you've got a three and three this weekend, which concludes with another game against those Winter Hawks. So. What do you guys have to do differently in that one um, to get on the other side of it? Because they've kind of had your number this year. Yeah, uh, I know it's, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I'm not sure what their schedule looks like, but uh, I know for us, uh, for with the three and three, it's not always uh, the easiest thing to do, especially playing a Portland on Sunday. Um, but I think we're just going to have to play a good, uh, simple game like we know their brand of hockey. And uh, if we, I think if we play to ours and, and we got our home crowd uh, behind us there on Sunday, so that's going to help. But uh, I think if we play to our brand, uh, we should be able to. Uh, it'll be a good fight. Well, you're in what's most likely going to be in your, your final year in the WHL. So what have you learned, you know, that that you know now that you wish you had have known and, you know, to help you stay ready on these long weeks in the three on three so that you've got as much energy at the end of the three and three and you know, your four and six or whatever it ends up being 
um, as you do at the start of the week? Uh, at this point, I think I'm just kind of getting used to it. Like uh, we've had a, quite a few three and threes this year. We just came off of five and six uh, the other week there. So I think your body gets used to it a little bit, but um, just uh, preparation throughout the week, uh, sleeping right, eating right, um, you know, stretching, rolling out, all those things uh, to help your body recover and make sure it's in the best shape possible for these uh, three and threes. As one of the veteran guys on the team now and a co-captain, and we'll get to that in a second, um, how do you help out the younger guys when you've, you know, especially coming up to this critical stretch of the season when you guys are fighting to keep home ice and, and maybe even top spot in the in the West? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's my my fourth year here and uh, being in a leadership role the past couple of seasons. Um, I've definitely matured as a player and, and as a person. Um I knew when I came in the league at 16 and 17, I had some pretty uh, remarkable leaders that I could learn from and just kind of replicate uh, what they taught me. And uh, yeah, I just kind of do my best to help the younger guys um, with the schedule and the practicing and everything like that, like creating good habits, uh, not only at the rink, but uh, away from the rink as well, like taking care of your body and everything like that, because it is a grind and it's uh, it's a long season for sure. What did you learn from guys like Gonsalves and Fonstad and Fairbrother and even to, you know, uh, Dustin Wolf? Um, mm -hmm. You know, what, what did you learn from those guys? Uh, well, I know for, for one for Wolf, he is uh, that guy practiced harder than anyone I've, I've ever played with. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that would get pissed off if you scored him in practice. And then like Fairbrother, he's another one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's a pretty competitive guy, and I was fortunate enough to room with him actually in the bubble as well. So just like learning little things like how they, their game day routines and their practice day routines and what, how they do, like take care of their bodies, what they're eating and, and things like that. And just like Fonstad and Gonsalves, um, you know, Fonny was, he was such a skilled, talented player and uh, like the stuff he worked on after practice and and Gonzo being the, the outgoing guy, he is uh, just learning like kind of how, like being a glue guy, what kind of things he did to keep the room tight. And then uh, yeah, Berezowski last year, he was uh, our captain. And um, there's another guy that just kind of does it all. Well, and now it's you and, and Roost who are the co-captains and you guys have grown up together essentially in Everett. So how are how do you how are your leadership styles, you know, uh, relative to each other? Do we have a a good cop bad cop guy sometimes, or one's more rah rah or lead by example? How do you guys do it? Well, yeah, I think um, I mean our coach uh, Willie. I think he said it the best. Uh, I think we complement each other really well. Um, Roosty's kind of more. Uh, I don't want to say yeah, he's a little more serious. Um, kind of gets straight down to business and then I kind of like to keep the room a little more light but also know when to to dial it in and 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 be ready and you know it's it is a business so it's important to have fun but also know when to when to dial it in and crack down and get a job done well you you mentioned uh your coach coach GM Dennis Williams how does he have you guys playing this year you know, you guys are out in Everett, you're the Pacific time zone. So you, you guys almost get a little bit forgotten across the rest of the CHL because you guys are the later games and everything. So for the people that don't stay up late to watch you guys, how do you guys play this year? Yeah, I think Willie, he's done a really good job of uh, since he's since day one, he's been here uh, just creating a, a brand of hockey for the Everett Silvertips. And I think you can ask anyone in the league and. I think we're one of the hardest teams to play against. That's kind of our motto is just kind of be relentless and, and uh, compete. And, um, you know, we're not the biggest team, but uh, I think it's just kind of stick your nose in kind of hockey, like just get right in there and uh, compete hard. And, and yeah. Obviously there were some teams in WHL that made some blockbuster deals this year. You guys stayed relatively quiet. What, what does that say to, to the room with the confidence that uh, that Dennis has in you guys? Yeah, I think it says a lot to our group. Um, you know, these blockbuster trades, they, they look pretty good on paper, but uh, at the end of the day, everyone 
puts their skates on the same way and 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 plays the game the same so um i think keeping a group uh together and and not making any significant moves uh doesn't just help with the team morale but uh you know keeps guys keeps guys in the loop and uh keeps guys confident uh that their head coach and gm uh wants them there and you guys have a pretty well balanced attack you know as evidenced by six 20 plus goal scorers how important is again you know as as the regular season comes to an end here how important is it for you guys to be able to roll all four lines to keep guys fresh to hopefully have a long playoff run yeah i think it's huge i know my uh my 17 18 year old year we we were battling injuries and in, uh come playoff time i know myself i was out last year with an injury and then my 17 year old year we had lots of uh kind of key players out with injury so i think it's important uh just keep uh maintaining your body and not peaking at the wrong time um uh yeah so hopefully uh we got 12 games left here hopefully we can uh catch a little fire here at the end of the year and then carry that into uh playoffs well like you said you you got injured last year in early march so an extra long off season for you what kinds of things did you do in the off season to help prepare for this year because you know like you're on a six game point streak right now 30 points in your last 17 games you've already surpassed all your numbers offensive numbers from last year so how did that extra you know obviously you never want to miss time with an injury but how did that help you um, prepare for this year and take another step forward as a player yeah uh there's you know there's for with injury there's not too many positives you can look at it um for me i just try to take what i could uh just get an early start on my off-season training so i was still in everett but uh with my injury i was able to work around it and uh you know lift lift some weights and and things like that so i could get started a little early get a little month head start on my off season and i think that's helped me this year for sure um you know it's, the weight room for me is is huge in the summer uh being a little bit of an undersized guy so uh just getting a head start on that and um yeah do do you set goals for yourself at the in the off season or at the start of the year? Like obviously the team goals, you know, make playoffs, win a championship, go to the Memorial Cup. Um, you know, obviously one personal goal probably would have been to sign your your entry level, which which you accomplished that. But do you set any other kind of goals up for yourself? Um, I know I think it's important to uh, you know set goals. Um, my, I signed in the dub for a reason, and that was to to make pro hockey one day. So. Um, for me, it was it was getting drafted. Check that off. Sign an entry level. Check that off, and then uh, play in the American League at twenty. So hopefully, hopefully I can accomplish that one. And um, you know, for me during the season, uh, it's just kind of about growing my game and uh, maturing my game, um, getting better every day. And uh, I know for me, like a, a weight thing is, I like to keep an eye on that and maintaining a weight to especially with this schedule it's it's pretty tough to do but um you know just utilizing like post-game lifts and, and things like that to, to kind of maintain a weight and put set myself up for the best off season i can to you know actually put on some good uh, muscle yeah you know a lot of people don't don't really realize how difficult it is for you guys to maintain your weight throughout the year with the the rigors of the season what you know maybe take us through it a little bit how you know how much you have to work out or how much you have to eat to try to maintain that level throughout the year mm -hmm. yeah it's it's not easy that's for sure um especially if you're playing three three four games a week um you try and work out as much as you can but there's a balance between like kind of working out and not wanting to be a bit like a bit sore for the game so um yeah just maybe a, like a lighter lifts things like that um play a game Saturday night you don't play till Wednesday or the following Friday that Saturday after the game you you get a pretty heavy lift and um some people think that lifting after the game doesn't make sense but it's honestly the perfect time to work out is uh your body's already warm so uh just to condense that uh, that strain on your body after a game it's uh I think that that's huge Another huge thing for for forwards anyway is is flexibility and and obviously you have that with the ability to play center and wing. 
Um, how important is it for you to be able to, you know, shift from from the wing to center when whenever coach needs you to? Yeah, I think uh, I like to see myself as a little bit of a Swiss Army knife. Uh, I played center my whole career up until the dub and uh, just kind of with personnel, I was moved to the wing and, uh, you know, I've been thriving there on the wing too. So um, I like playing both. I think I'm pretty good at both. Um, yeah. When uh, when you're down at, at Vegas's camp in the in the summer and the early fall there, um, you know, what what do you learn from those guys, especially uh, coming off, the, you know, the Stanley Cup win and, and all that what, to bring back to Everett with you? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool how uh, those pros, you know, not only treat the young guys, but, uh, you know, just how they carry themselves within the rink. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch. Uh, I know Eichel. Uh, he was during training camp there. He was, you know, he was pumping iron like he was still in his off season training. So, uh, and I, now he's one of the best players in the league for a reason. So, I think lots of that goes unnoticed. Of like these guys, they some people think they just kind of lace up the skates and just go play, but there's a ton of work that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize that hockey players do to make themselves like optimal for their performance on the ice. Is that kind of eye opening for you? Like you obviously, you you know, the work that you put in, but then to go and see what they're doing and see how much more they might be doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's one of the best players in the league for a reason. Um, I think that, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, the, I'm sure uh, I'm a long ways away from kind of getting to uh, maybe that NHL level, but uh, you know, I'm confident in myself and my work ethic and, and my mentality. So uh, if I think if I keep on my keep that mindset going, uh, I like my chances. And and how excited are you, or how much do you welcome you know the challenge, uh, looking past this year, but in you know in the future of trying to crack that that deep roster and and even you know even the farm team's a, a good team in Henderson mm -hmm. as well. Like how much do you look forward to to getting on the ice with those guys again and competing for roster spots? Yeah, I know. I like my last couple seasons in Everett. I I might have not had to, you know, really compete for a for a roster spot. So, you know, I'm looking forward to to going to camp next year and and really, you know, competing against other guys for, you know, try and take take some jobs or or whatnot. But I think everyone's there for the for the same reason. There at camp is to try and get a roster spot and and uh, you know kind of get on the team and and. Um, yeah, be a proven uh, player on for the team and a contributing member. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and as I'm sure everyone else is. Yeah, and obviously lots of lots of time left in in Everett, and and last weekend you guys won a wild one against Spokane. You know, seven six in the in the shootout. You got the shootout winner, and I was kind of uh, kind of curious. You've you've shot in two shootouts, if I'm not mistaken, this year. You're one for two, um, but both times you shot third. So is this something that you guys talk about? Um, do you have a preference in the shootout? Like if you're going first, second, third, or, or, you know, beyond, do you ever, do you guys, how, what's that strategy like for you guys? Um, I don't think there's too much behind it. Um, I know um, I like the pressure, so maybe that plays a factor in it. Um, you know, I like when the game's in my hands, so I like going third, but uh um, uh, you know, we got lots of good shooters that can go. So, uh, just kind of coach calls your name and, and you go out there and do a job. So, uh, I liked, uh, that I had the game on in my hands there and, uh, I was fortunate to get it done for, for the group and our goalie made a couple big saves there in OT and, and in the shootout. So kudos to him as well. And, and we're going to, we're going to keep rewinding the clock a little bit, uh, December 1st. You finally get to play. I know you're Sherwood Park, but essentially Edmonton. So you finally get to play in your hometown. What was that game like for you? You know, second star, goal and assist, even despite the loss. Uh, yeah, I think that was one of my uh, favorite games in, in my WHL career. Um, you know, I had that one marked on my calendar from as soon as the schedule came out there. And, uh, you know, I, I was pretty fortunate to have lots of uh, family and friends there. I think there was around a hundred people there watching. So um, yeah, it was a pretty special game and for it to be their teddy bear toss game too, lots of fans in the building, but 
yeah, it was it was one of my favorite games for sure. I'm always interested when when guys go back and play in their hometown, how their friends and family, how they they go about cheering. Are they are they cheering for the Oil Kings still to win, but for you to have a good game, or have they converted to Tips fans? Uh, they're all Tips fans. Yeah, um, I know my brother and and all his buddies came, and they were wearing my jerseys from uh, kind of back in the day, like spring hockey jerseys brick jerseys so it, it was pretty cool seeing them in warm up there on the glass and uh i remember when i scored my goal uh they were sitting in a suite up top and i could just hear them going nuts and uh gave them a little point there as i went for the flyby and uh i think that set them off pretty good it's awesome and and we go back a little bit further this this season you got your first whl hat trick uh first how good did it feel to get the hat trick and second what does that say about how hard it is to actually score in the whl yeah i know it's it's pretty crazy um you know i i think i was four or five games into the year without a goal before that game and uh you know i got that first one and i felt like a huge weight off my shoulders and then was able to get a couple more in the net there and yeah, I think it just says a lot about the league. I mean, every on any given night, any team can win. Uh, it's just such a competitive, uh, competitive league, and you can't take any team for granted. You got to go in there the same mindset as if you're playing the best team compared to the worst. Like any team, any team can win on any given night, and yeah, it just says a lot about the league. Now, I saw an interview, or I, I can't remember if I saw it or if I read it, an interview with you, and and you said that. Uh, Last year, you watched every single NHL playoff game. So I, not just not just Vegas's games. Um, I'm wondering, are you a bit of a hockey nerd? Can you like, is it just like hook it to your veins and you want to, you know, you follow along with everything? Yeah, uh, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I caught every every playoff game, but uh, I was sure to grab uh, whatever kind of was on there. And I, if I had some time, I would I would watch. But uh, you know, I like I'm I'm a fan of the Oilers. Uh, grew up watching the Oilers and. Yeah, man, them in Vegas that uh, yeah, I like to watch those two teams. Um, but yeah, whenever those teams were kind of on, I was always I was always tuning in and, you know, just got to be a student of the game as well. Like lots of people think that it's just um, you got to practice on your own stuff, like the physical part of it. But there's also the learning aspect of and mentally of like just watching and seeing what guys are doing out there and kind of learning learning on from nhl as well like they're the best in the world for a reason so uh, i think being a sponge and as much as you can watch them i think it'll translate to your game on the ice obviously a lot of talent on on both vegas and, and edmonton to watch but who are some of the other guys around the nhl or even the whl chl guys that you like to watch and and you know see what what they put into their games uh, I mean, uh, on Vegas, I, I like to watch Jonathan Marceau. Uh He's um, been a deadly goal scorer in the NHL for a while now, and he's he's an undersized forward just like myself. So uh, just kind of learning from him and seeing what he's doing out there. But, yeah, there's there's lots of guys. Braden Point, uh, I think uh, our games kind of complement each other well. So I love I like to watch him as well. Um yeah, and then CHL-wise, uh, I don't really watch too much CHL. I more just watch my games and my shifts. But, uh, you know, I think there's lots of good players in this league that you can can learn a lot from not only playing against them up up close, but uh, watching as well. Now, now Point and Marshall Show, they've got a bit of an edge to their to their game. They get a little bit feisty. Do you have that feistiness in your game as well? Uh, I think that's um, one of the aspects of my game that's actually grown a little bit this year um you know i, I like to play with heart uh I'm, I'm competitive guy so uh when the emotions boil over a little bit i don't want to say i get stupid but uh i'm not gonna sh not gonna shy away from anything and uh you know i like to mix it up a little bit but uh not the not that it's gonna not in a way that's gonna cost my teammates and on our team so do you figure that's a bit of a, a maturity thing now you're you know a little bit older wiser and and you kind of know the boundaries that you can do and how far you can push things yeah i think i think that's part of it but um 
you know, there's, it's always good to be able to add things to your game and add things to your resume. And, uh, you know, I think my first couple of years, I was more of a soft kind of soft skill a little bit. Um, but my 18, 19 year old year, I like to say that I've kind of grown my game into more of a 200 foot, uh, kind of dependable, but also being able to still contribute offensively for, for the group. I also heard you say that uh, you guys are a really close knit group this year. So how how close are you guys, and and how how much does that help the team, especially when you guys are in this stretch run and and gearing up for the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, I mean, everyone's in the same boat. Uh, we're all dealing with you know the grind of the league and just being able to lean on each other and things like that. Uh, we're together a lot. Our schedules from you know, nine thirty to three, three every day. So with each other a lot. And I, I think that just helps with, uh, with our, you know, our chemistry and our glue and everything like that on the ice. So I think it's huge to have a tight knit group. And I think we have that. You guys hang out outside of the rink, obviously too, then. Yeah. 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 We do whenever we, whenever we get some time, uh, you know, we're fortunate. It's pretty, pretty nice here all around. Maybe some rainy days, but, uh, you know, the golf courses are always open. So we can get out golfing or just go to the mall or, you know, on an off day, just kind of separate yourself from the game, I think is, is also big. And like we mentioned earlier, you know, you, you checked off one of your, your goals by signing your, your entry level. What did it mean to not only for you, but, but your family, when you got to, you sign that entry level contract with Vegas. Uh, I know the process, the whole process was, was pretty stressful. Um, but uh, as soon as I kind of put my, put my stamp there on the contract, it was uh, just a huge relief. And uh, I can thank my, my family um, anymore. Like they're, they're, they're my rock and uh, they've been supporting me for, for as long as I can remember. And, the amount of time and energy and everything like that that they've put into me uh, I give them all the credit in the world and um yeah well 12 games left in the regular season you know obviously we we like we mentioned you got uh Wenatchee Seattle Portland in the three and three this weekend um what do you guys hope to kind of clean up tune up as as you gear up for the playoffs yeah, I think there's always stuff that you can clean up. Um, you know, I think we just got to keep playing, keep playing to our strengths and to our identity. And uh, yeah, like I said earlier, we just hopefully we can get a little hot here before playoffs and and carry that in. But uh, yeah, we still got some 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 big games ahead of us, and uh, we're not looking past those. Um, yeah. Well, good luck in uh, in a big rivalry weekend for you. Thank you very much for doing this, and, and hopefully a, a long playoff run coming up. Yeah, thank you. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for listening to another episode of the CHL Top 10 Show. Make sure you like and subscribe as we continue to chat with some of the biggest and brightest names across the Canadian Hockey League. And happy long weekend to all of the Canadian listeners.